The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Welcome in, everybody, to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. Sorry, forgot how to start the cam for a second. Here we go. Come on out. Come on out. <laughs> I was like, how do I do this again? See, that's that's what happens when you try to start me off with some new intro music and things like that. It always takes me one try to get it going here. But I am very happy to be joined by Justin today. Yeah, he's laughing at me right now. I'm a space case. But yes, Justin is my usual. I might as well call him my co-host now since I, I always try to find a guest, but Justin's always my man in action, always here for me on my Sunday and Monday night podcasts when no one else is on. So I'm happy to have you, man. How you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Had a nice weekend, uh, you know, celebrating Easter, had family in town, you know, filled up on some good food. Yep. I was bartending yesterday and, you know, the tip the nice. shift was going long, of course. And, you know, instead of trying stocking up on the wonderful food that they were giving out to everybody, I was just like, I'm trying to get out of here. I don't even want to look at food right now so that I didn't even get very much, but I ended up getting out of there at a decent time. But that's, that's, that's the bartending life. So I signed nice rake. up for it. <laughs> nice Easter rake. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. And it'll be going right back into these underdog drafts that we'll be talking about this year as well. So my guy, here we go. But yes, today, Given the fact that the NFL draft is right around the corner, I figured we would jump into a two-round Dynasty Superflex rookie mock draft today. I, you know, I've been cranking out these, and I, you know, I was excited to do one for SGPN here. You know, because mm -hmm. I you know I wish we could have Dave on here as well, but we have some of the best minds in Dynasty fantasy football on this network. So, and Justin is one of those guys. So, you know, we actually didn't even get a chance to talk about it yet. Because, but who? Would you like to tell the crowd why you're taking Bijan Robinson at the first pick, or should I tell the crowd why we're taking Bijan Robinson with the first pick? You can go first overall. All right, here we go. I, it's a consensus pick. <laughs> it's a consensus pick. Yes, we'll we'll go back and forth with this draft, but I, you know, that's what I've been saying now for a while now. For you know, if this, you know, I don't like to just totally gloss over Bijan Robinson though. For those who maybe are, you know, still like you know, just getting into this information. I like I said, I know. Dynasty managers might have been checked out by now, but Bijan Robinson, he is, if I was ranking the prospects in the last 10 years, Bijan Robinson would be up there right behind probably Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley. He is a fabulous pass catcher, you know, terrific athlete. He tested above the 80th percentile and all of his athletic drills at the NFL combine. I, like I said, there's just not enough to be said about the guy. You know, if I was going to critique maybe one small thing, you know, his vision at the line of scrimmage, sometimes it prevents him from, you know, like I said, sometimes he doesn't make that quick read and sometimes it gets him caught in the backfield, but he's a terrific breaking tackles. His 104 forced tackles missed last season were the most ever since the stat has been recorded. So I'm very, you know, in any draft, there is no reason to think about it, even in a super flex draft. What do you think about that pick, Justin? Yeah, I mean, it's an absolute slam dunk. Um, I'm going to find it very difficult to see many rosters being in this situation where, they just absolutely don't need a running back 
and they just have the biggest need for quarterback. I just I feel like the quarterback position is getting a little bit deeper at this time, and I just feel like it's going to be unlikely that if you have the 101 that you're going to need to prioritize any of these quarterbacks over Bijan. You know, he is the best asset, the best talent in this draft. You know, looking at a dynasty standpoint, he may be as long as he, you know, finishes the year healthy, it's that's always the case. He may just be the most um, you know, or the highest return on investment regardless. You know, I, it's, it's tough to see, you know, any of these other first round picks, you know, get the potential workload that he, you know, can carry. You know, he is a 300 touch, you know, running back, in my opinion, someone that can tote the rock, you know, and those guys are far and few between right now. So hopefully he gets a good landing spot on a team that will use him exactly like that. Um, anything less is going to be, you know, just you know, not using him to his fullest extent. Is he, is he your dynasty RB1 already? It's tough not to, you know, like it's, 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 it's really tough because when you're, when you're looking at the board, a lot of these guys that get the ball as much as we expect that he will, they're just getting up there in age, you know, Eckler and CMC. We love those guys. They're absolutely fantastic. But from a long-term perspective, you know, Bijan just has many, many less miles, you know, on the, uh, on the treads. So I think that just gives him that little bit of extra upside. If he goes to a landing spot where we, you know, we see a crowded backfield and you you don't get those vibes, you know, maybe he gets bumped down to two or three. But again, that youth priority at the running back position that really you know pulls his value up. You know, I was just having doing a podcast a couple of days ago, and I was just telling him he could go and play with Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor. He would still be my RB one because I love Bijan Robinson so much. Whew expect obviously him to land with one of those teams but i you know just any player any right. team that's willing to spend a first round pick on on Bijan robinson is going to use him heavily i think with that where are you going with the second pick in the super flex rookie draft i'm going cj uh, stroud still the best throw ability best overall quarterback for me in this draft based on his size based on his athletic uh, athletic ability he's someone that can move outside the pocket i think he needs to be a little bit more aggressive with that uh, coming up to the pros, I think that that's going to be um, a big opportunity for him, you know, to to really move his stock up a little bit and just be a better player. I'm expecting the Panthers to take him at number one. Uh, I really like the setup right now, the way things are looking. This is a team that wants to run the ball. They have Miles Sanders. They're bringing back Chubba Hubbard. You know, for a rookie QB, I don't hate getting an experienced receiver in Adam Thielen. They only brought in DJ Shark on a one-year deal, but it, it seems like this team's going to have good bones for him at least. Uh, that at least that's the the sentiment that I'm getting. And and because you know, I do feel very confident that he's going to go one one hundred one to them. Uh, I feel like you know, having that extra bit of knowledge or that comfortability, like oh yeah, he's going to go to an offense that seems like they're build, building a balanced uh, attack. I don't feel as bad as if he would somehow land in Houston. I, you know, I like the Carolina Panthers the way that they're built today a lot more than than say the uh, the, the Texans. Maybe a wash between the Colts, but I just don't see him go, you know, falling that far. You know, if, if the conversation is between Houston and Carolina, I absolutely agree with you. I do like Carolina considerably better. You know, the offensive line is in good shape. You know, the receiving weapons not great, but there is something there with DJ Shark mm-hmm. and Adam Thielen. Terrence I, I think they. I think they definitely draft a receiver. We'll definitely yeah. get to that later and later here. But there's some there's some round two guys in our draft that I think would be good fits in Carolina at the receiver position. Again, Adam Thielen, older receiver, DJ Chark only being brought in on a one year deal. So I think that receiver is going to be a big opportunity and target for them in this draft. 
Yes, absolutely. But that's only in comparison to Houston. I, it's a pretty bad wide receiver in course. So I wouldn't oh, it's, expect it's awful. Yeah. I wouldn't expect CJ Stroud to be, you know, a fantasy relevant quarterback, particularly in year one in Superflex, I do think he can be a back end starter. It's hard to rank him much lower than that. He does have mm-hmm. some mobility to him, although it doesn't project to be a big part of his game at the next level. I do agree with that pick. That would have been my pick there. Prototypical size. It's just mm-hmm. the safe guy. And that seems to be where the draft is going. I, you know, with the next pick, you know, this is where it gets, you know, big for me. You know, the conversation is usually between, you know, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Anthony Richardson gets thrown in there a little bit too. But I, in a super flex draft, I am going to go with Bryce Young here. We, we I was just saying we should have, we should have had him on today. You know, Dynasty Dorks checks in. Dave Heilman, I appreciate you checking this out, my man. <laughs> I'm always a sucker for dumb and dumber quotes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm always a sucker. Oh man, that I, I was just watching that movie actually yesterday. It, it's timeless. I love it. <laughs> don't watch but, the sequel. Don't don't waste your time. I, I didn't watch the sequel. I, I never could. You know, I mean, I I, I watched the Zoolander. Uh, okay, there is. It can't be worse. I'm sorry, we got we're getting distracted here, but I can't be worse than the Zoolander sequel. The Zoolander yeah. So sequel. I watched I watched five minutes of both of those movies and turned them off because it's just like, all right, I know where this is going, and it's it's going to be a waste of time. I never turn off a movie, but the Zoolander movie, this the sequel was so stupid. I was just like, I like, I cannot, I cannot watch this. <laughs> I cannot spend another hour of my life trying to watch this movie. So yeah, that that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Maybe somebody could tell me that it, it turned around the last hour and it was a funny movie. But with 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 that, before we digress here, I want to tell you why Bryce Young. You know, actually, Anthony Richardson is my first quarterback in one quarterback formats. But here, I am taking Bryce Young just because. He is, he is the best passer in this draft. He has the arm strength. He's very accurate. We, he was, I believe, I, I don't have it right in front of me, but I believe he is second in passing yards and second in passing touchdowns in Alabama history, and that is off of basically two seasons of production. The obvious concerns about Bryce Young are his size. You know, just looking at players that are five, you know, he is he was is the shortest quarterback by a hair that's, you know, it would in the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, just slightly shorter than Kyler Murray, just by a tad. And he is significantly lighter than Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, the, the two players most uh, compared to his height. So he is he would by far be the smallest quarterback. The closest comparison I was, you know, when I was looking back and trying to look historically was Doug Flutie was the closest right. player I could find. And you know, Doug Flutie was not exactly a fantasy player relevant quarterback although he did have some success a successful career Bryce Young you know that like I said he can make every throw the concern will be will he be able to hold up for some of those hits we just haven't seen you know particularly for a player who's not an athlete like Kyler Murray it is a little bit concerning although in especially you know in Houston where he might be trying to buy some time not great weapons there so you know there's just a lot of concerns for this profile for me but not enough for me to let him fall past this third pick what do you think yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, I've been on record that I'm going to take a position player over him most likely um, just because I don't love the the lack of size. I feel like especially if he goes to Houston, he's not going to be set, set up for success right away. I do expect Houston to draft a, you know, a receiver probably at pick 12. Take your pick of who you think would best pair and bring up Bryce Young's stock, whether it's JSN Quentin Johnston, if they're you know really big on Jordan Addison, I would hope that's not the case. I think they need someone who's still a little bit more physical when you're looking at that group of, you know, Nico Collins, uh, John Mechie. They brought in Noah Brown. Like it's super underwhelming. 
Um, I, they do have Dalton Schultz there, who I think will would who could definitely help him. I mean, I, it's our assumption that he is going to go to Houston, right? Like you don't think that he's going to fall past pick two? Uh, there's a chance, but I do. There, it's it's zero chance he would fall past Indianapolis. I do think it's probably Houston. I think it's more likely that he goes number one to Carolina than he falling to Houston to Indianapolis. Okay. At, at okay. So so let's say he is going to Houston. Then which one of those receivers do you think would bring him up a level? Because I, d- I don't feel like they're going to draft a running back at pick 12. You know, they brought in Devin Singletary. I would assume that they may still attack the running back position, but later in the draft, uh, I got to feel like they're going after a receiver when you look at this group here. Like, which one of these guys do you think could potentially help them out the most? I mean, I feel like it's JSN, in my opinion. Well, yeah. I mean, JSN's the best wide receiver, I think, you know, especially with that, you know, that recent uh, pro day 40. I think he's, you know, solidified himself. No, you know, not any big athletic concern. So, yeah, JSN's the obvious pick, but I, I would be excited about Quentin Johnston as well, only for the fact that, you know, he has that wide receiver one frame, has that ability mm-hmm. to, you know, although it might not, it might be an outlier outcome, well, you know, and he doesn't have the safe floor some guys do. I do think he has that, he has it in him to be in a, a wide receiver one and a good one at the next level. I, I think that's also a good, I, don't, I mean, realistically, I don't know if they could really go wrong with that pick between JSN and Quinton Johnson, but Quinton Johnson would be interesting in that offense as a red zone threat because, yeah, they brought in Dalton Schultz, but he is not a big body go up and get it type of tight end. He's more of like a tight end, you know, wide receiver hybrid type of type of tight end. He's not going to, you know, bully anybody on the offensive line trying to set the edge. You know, so I, I don't really look at anyone in that offense and go like, oh, yeah, that's the guy you have to throw to, you know third and 15, third and 10, you know, inside the red zone. So I think that could make an interesting scenario as well. But like I said, like Bryce Young just doesn't as excite me as much as other quarterbacks in this uh, draft do. And it's just because he is smaller. He's going to have to take his licks. When you look at Kyler Murray and the amount of sacks that he took his first year in the league, there's going to be that period where he's going to need to ingratiate himself into the upgraded speed of upfront defenders and the reachability and athletic ability of defensive backs. Like I just see a lot of his throws not translating well to the NFL. He has arm strength. He has accuracy. I just feel like his system in college was just set up so well for him that he is going to you know, go through those growing pains early on. Um, personally, I think he's going to be used more as a runner. I think that's his biggest athletic trait. Get him outside the pocket and throwing the ball. I think that's going to be his biggest opportunity for success. Yeah, like I said, it will be dangerous just with the fact, you know, his size and everything. But before we jump into the fourth pick, in which I just want to give one more quick shout out to Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades customizable snow goggles, and much more. Here in Colorado, we love Shady Rays. Shady Rays is also an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Like I said, I've been wearing them all off-season in the summer here. I do love their sunglasses as well. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back even after you purchase and break it immediately. That's great for a guy like me. Exclusively for our listeners as well, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Justin, where are you headed with this number fourth pick in the draft? Our fourth 
feels chalky, but going with Anthony Richardson. I mean, the dude just keeps showing off his athletic abilities, doing backflips after he's throwing deep balls. He has the size profile. I think the landing spot feels like the Colts, but I also believe that someone may move up to number three. I think someone may be aggressive and try to move up to number three and swap with the Cardinals, teams potentially like the Buccaneers, uh, maybe the Patriots, the Titans. There's been some, you know, some talk about, you know, some teams looking to, you know, shop for that pick, and I feel like that may be the case. You know, I, I definitely like the the concept for the Titans and the Buccaneers the most for fantasy wise. Uh, but if even if he lands with the, with the Colts, I think it could be a very good situation. You like that run first type of option there with Jonathan Taylor backed up with you know some good young receivers um, and Pittman and Alec Pierce, and they've got you know big old Jelani Woods be a nice big target down there in the red zone. And I feel like they could you know they could set up a nice run first offense with him. It doesn't feel like they're shopping anymore right now in free agency. You know the sentiments that they're going to draft a QB that they're going to be ready to start. So I'm going to, I'm going to ride with Anthony Richardson with the Colts. And that would have been my pick as well. Anthony Richardson, he's my first quarterback. I would take in one quarterback formats. The risk, the sub-55 completion percentage, the the fact that he hasn't been productive these last um, – you know, he wasn't productive until his junior season. I, that just has me a little bit nervous about his prospect profile. So I would totally agree with Anthony Richardson right there. At the fourth spot, I think, you know, it's hard to let a player who could end up being – Hugh has QB one overall potential. It's hard to let him slide much further on in drafts. And with that, Justin, are we ready to move on to the number to the fifth pick? Yeah, go ahead. As long as my audio is good, I know my visuals. Right I, now I, I was, I was, I, that, that, that's what I was testing out. I was, I see, I saw your camera there. I was wondering if you were still with us there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. I'm like moving in slow motion, but it seems like the audio is up to the, keep. So the audio, yeah, if you're following on the YouTube channel, you know, it might be some Twilight Zone, you know, vibes going on here. But uh, rest assured, you know, we're, we'll try to get through here. If you're, uh, you know, listening on Spotify, by all means, you know, keep enjoying the the comedy hour. <laughs> Yes, it, it looks if, if yes, if you are listening on like Spotify or something like okay. that, it oh, I think you might be back with us. It, it you know, it looks like Justin's talking and I'm talking at the same time, but we can't hear him. But it looks like he's back with us now. So we will jump into the fifth pick. And I've been jumping back and forth with this. So just to recap real quick, we did take uh C uh B. John Robinson number one, CJ mm -hmm. Stroud with the second pick. I have um, we took Anthony Richardson with the fourth pick, and I'm sorry, Bryce Young with the third pick. So three quarterbacks, one running back, two lead off the draft. And before, well, before I jump into the fifth pick here, I do want to give one more shout out to our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. This is they—they they are one of our main producers of the show, and they've been fantastic partners for well over a year now. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And, of course, we thank you for watching. And if you are watching on YouTube or anything, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a review, a rating, it would mean so much to us. We, we love the listeners, and, you know, that obviously helps us bring you, to keep bringing you this wonderful content. So with that, I will jump into the fifth pick here. Like I said, like before I, before I interrupted myself, I've, I've been jumping back and forth a little bit. 
I've been I've, I've been really wanting to take a running right back. Here. Yeah, I've been I've been jumping around. I wanted to take a running back in this spot, but I can't talk myself out of Jackson Smith and the Jigbo's. You know, really yep. clearing up any concerns that he had with the with that uh, athletic testing. You know, four five two or four five three forty yard dash. That's right in the acceptable range of outcomes. Uh, you know, he had the fastest shuttle time of any player since 2013. Fantastic three cone drill. Just, a, just he's a very solid athlete. So all that was kind of just blown out of proportion a little bit. He may lack top line speed, but he is a very skilled wide receiver. And, you know, although he gets uh, flack for not being able to maybe be an outside wide receiver, um, that's not I think he certainly could develop in that area. The slot, obviously, is where he projects to maybe be have his most of his time. But I wouldn't rule out him being a productive outside receiver as well at times. You know, yeah, like the, the only really concerned is I believe he has 23 combined targets between his freshman and junior seasons on the outside of a fantastic sophomore season where he outproduced Garrett Wilson mm-hmm. and Chris Olave. So, you know, obviously right. we are banking off of one season, but that was one of the best wide receiver seasons we've seen in recent memory. So is that where you would have gone with this pick? Yeah, it's between him and Will Levis just based on need of your roster. You know, if you need a quarterback, you're more desperate. You know, I, I think he could fit that mold. He's my next pick uh, after JSN. Uh, but if I'm taking JSN over Bryce Young, then it's very easy for me to take him over Will Levis and another group of players after. So, yeah, slam dunk here for me. You know, yeah, it's just I just love I think he's going to be a fantastic wide receiver. And it's only I wish he didn't even run that 40 yard dash at that pro day because I would have loved to see him maybe slide even a pick or two further. Yeah, exactly. You know, people drafting Quinn Johnson or maybe Jameer Gibbs first, which may be one of the picks that you're going with next. Although actually Mm -hmm. it sounds like you're actually going quarterback. Where would yeah, you go? just 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 getting him off the board here, you know. So going with Will Levis. But before I do move on, Spotify listeners, turn up the volume. All right, crank the volume here. We need you to participate with these DGen points. That last pick, pick number five. Is that where we were at? Pick number five. That is the answer to this episode's DGen question. What player was selected at pick five? The answer, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And. Yes, for those of you that don't know, you can win fantastic merchandise and a bunch of other cool prizes with these DGEN points that you answer. And yes, yeah, so it is a great way to get some free, some SGPN merchandise, and maybe we'll be doing some other fun stuff as well. So with that, where are you going with the sixth pick in this draft? Oh, yeah, you going already with, said Will Levis. We're breaking yeah, down going with Will Levis, just getting the quarterbacks off the board here. It's a super flex format. So again, it's you know su- suspected that you're going to have that need you know, probably at this point. And again, it's kind of a breaking point after these first four picks. I feel like it's going to be very subjective to your league and your format and your scoring, how things are going to fall in line. I like Will Levis a lot. Love the deep ball ability. Love the big arm. You know, for me, I think honestly, like right now, I feel comfortable over some of these other guys in, in the league here. I wanted to ask you just kind of go through like a quick, you know, A or B game. Would you go Will Levis or Jordan Love in a startup? Ooh, that's tough. I would go with Will Levis. Okay. Mac Jones or Will Levis? Will Levis. Desmond Ritter or Will Levis? Will Levis. Kyle Trask or Will Levis? Will Levis. Ryan Tannehill or Will Levis? Will Levis. See where you see where I'm going here, right? Like mm-hmm. you're you're checking a lot of boxes. So if he's already ahead of these guys in your pecking order, I think it's very easy to digest him as, you know, a top five or top six pick, you know, in your draft. I mean, obviously we want a landing spot, right? I think that there are some uh, some interesting scenarios that could play out. I mentioned a team potentially coming up 
and stealing that third pick from the Cardinals or whatever, doing a you know friendly swap. They don't have to be stealing. You know, everybody wants to win, right? And you could potentially see Will Levis fall to the Colts. I I honestly think that that may be the best scenario because when you start looking at these other teams, you know that are going to need a quarterback. You know, I think you are kind of banking on him to fall. You know, hopefully to the Buccaneers because once you get to the middle or back end of the draft, those opportunities become less. Um, just less available, right? So, you know, we're already expecting, you know, the Panthers to load up. I don't think that we expect the the Falcons to draft a quarterback. You know, it feels like they're very comfortable with uh, Desmond Ritter. So, you know, I feel like a lot of these situations have these kind of just placeholder QBs. And, yeah, I agree with you on, on all of those uh, a, a or B picks. I would go Will Levis all, over all of those guys. So feel really good about him. I think early on he could be a, a great game manager and maybe, you know, develop into something a little bit bigger given the right opportunity and landing spot. Yeah, Will Levis, you know, I can, you know, he just, I, he's not the same player, but just has that high range of outcomes that Zach Wilson did a couple of years ago. He can make every single throw, but also, you know, some of the mechanics, you do see some issues there. He has kind of a weird throwing motion, but he was very mm-hmm. accurate at the NFL combine. He was fantastic as a junior, struggled with injuries last year, wasn't quite the same player. So we saw that draft capital fall, or, you know, kind of more questions about his game arise, I should say. You know, it'll be about draft capital for me. You know, if he gets in the top 10 picks, you know, the Raiders, the Falcons, those are exciting options, potential options. Um, however, if he slides into the teens, you know, somewhere like the commanders, that would be a little bit more concerning. I, you know, I, I like the land, you know, actually the Washington commanders have a really good wide receiving core. I just, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, maybe yeah. that changes with Eric B It's just, you know, you just feel the, you hear the Washington commanders. You're just like, oh, you know, just like you're used to the stagnant offense. No, you know, you're ready for you like the Washington Commanders. I mean, I like the I like the uh, the bones. I think they've got a great, um, you know, a great template in place, if you will. I love McLaurin and Dotson. I love those dual running backs. I think that Antonio Gibson is kind of slept on a little bit underrated. And Brian Robinson, I and mean, we, we've discussed this before. He's a great value right now in best ball. You know, as far as like fantasy football player market goes, he's someone that I feel is at a discounter closer to a penny stock than he is a blue chip right now. So I, uh, I I like where they're looking right now. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, that's just me attaching like how, the feelings I've had for Washington commanders, you know, yeah, sure, being, sure. The, the offense being kind of a mess these last couple of seasons run first. So but that would oh, certainly absolutely. change. That would certainly change maybe with an exciting quarterback like Will Levis potentially. But with yeah. the seventh pick in this draft, I am going to go with, Jameer Gibbs, I believe, you know, this has okay. been the kind of the consensus RB2, you know, most, most uh, fantasy analysts have him as the RB2. It's a conversation between him and Charbonnet though. I've gone mm-hmm. a little bit back and forth, but I'm just going with the upside here. Four, three, six, 40 yard dash, very good pass catcher, 44 catches, 444 receiving yards last year, took a heavier rushing workload in his junior season at Alabama than he had at Georgia tech the previous two seasons as well. So that was very good to see. Um, size is the big, big concern here for Jameer Gibbs. You know, you just haven't seen uh, rushing opportunities, you know, just opportunity in general is the biggest thing for a running back's fantasy value. Mm-hmm. And Jameer Gibbs, you know, just with his 199 pounds, we haven't seen too many, you know, consistent players, you know, that get volume game in and game out at that size. So that's just the one concern, but we're talking about an electric player. Where does he fall in your rankings? Um, I have them closer to we're at pick seven. I have them coming off mine at nine. So pretty okay. close. You know, I've I've just a couple of receivers ahead of them. Um, so love them a lot. Love the receivability out of the backfield. A couple of nice landing spots would be, you know, the Eagles, the Chiefs. I think those would be great fits. There's been talks about him potentially going to the Cowboys, but don't rule out a, a unique situation, maybe like uh, the Detroit Lions that could develop. I 
I'm getting the vibe that they're going to move on from DeAndre Swift at the draft. I feel like he could be a, a live, you know, trade block, uh, you know, uh, type of player uh, to get moved early on in the, maybe the back end of the first round. And I feel like, you know, that could be an interesting spot for him to land, you know, potentially towards the back end of the first. I, I believe they're picking twice in that, in that first round, uh, the Lions. And we have another interesting take for them as well for uh, another position player in our mock here. But, you know, looking at Gibbs, I think, you know, of course, just like anybody else, the landing spot's going to matter. But uh, he has just got a great framework with his speed, his catchability. You know, again, the size isn't there. But, I mean, at the running back position, you can just be used, you know, in so many different ways, uh, you know, catching the ball, running the ball, you know, outside zone type of stuff. So I feel like he's going to be a very good asset in the NFL, um, you know, as long as his, you know, he keeps up the legs, right? You know, his, he's going to go as far as his uh, speed will carry him. Jack, you know, he is terrific in open space. He's one of the more fun players in the draft. Jameer Gibbs has that PPR potential, you know, compared doesn't have the muscles Austin Eckler does, but some similar some similarities can be found past that. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we going? So just to recap, you know, where we've gone the last few picks, it was Jameer Gibbs with the seventh pick. Will Levis was taken at number six. Mm-hmm. And at five, we, I've already looked. JSN. JSN. Five was JSN. JSN. I've, got it, I've got it written down. Oh, you want it pulled up. Perfect, perfect. Thank you, sir. And with that, uh, where are we going with the next pick in this draft? Uh, going back to receiver with Quinton Johnston, I feel like he could have uh, a really solid bevy of landing spots I'm going to feel good about. You know, I could see him going to wide receiver U with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I could see him going to the Patriots and being a target hog. Uh, the Packers, another kind of one of those teams like like Houston, where I feel like he would flourish in the red zone just because you look around and you read the room and you're just like, who else is going to go up and catch one in the corner of the end zone or, you know, go body up a DB, you know, down the middle of the field. So I feel like he could have some, you know, really fruitful returns in the middle of the first round here. Of course, again, landing spot, we're going to keep banging that drum. It's going to matter a lot. You know, if he goes to somewhere like the Chargers, I'm probably going to have to knock him down a few picks, probably to closer of the end of this first round, beginning of the second just because I just you know you see the mouse that are going to be need to feed need to be fed ahead of him. Even if Austin Eckler were to walk or get traded, you would still have two really good receivers ahead of him. But I feel like he's going to go to one of these more thirsty, more needy rece- uh, teams that need a receiver. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I could see him being the first wide receiver selected in the draft with with a lot of that um, with you know just those strong physical traits. It's mm-hmm. not like many of the receivers in this draft. A lot of these other receivers are a little bit smaller, don't have that size that he has. You know, I are you concerned at all? You know, I'm not. I wasn't. You know, it didn't freak me out at all. But you know, he ran like a four five three pro day no. pro day forty. People were affecting expecting more. They're talking about him falling in rankings as a result. Did that concern you at all? No, I don't think that he's going to be asked to be a speed guy on any team that he goes to. I, I think that. If there's anything that you can get better at quickly in the NFL, you know, trans coming over from college to the pros is getting faster and getting stronger because you know what it takes repetition. And that's just, <laughs> that's just the easiest thing to do is run routes, lift weights, get stronger, get bigger, get faster. I think that that's something that he can, you know, elevate prior to week one, right. You know, getting into OTAs, getting into training camp, you know, getting in with these teams that are going to be able to, you know, get them in that NFL regiment early and often, I have no concern about his, you know, any lack of or any perceived lack of speed. I, I've seen the tape and some of his comps have come as high as, you know, Julio Jones. So I feel very good about him. Again, 
if he goes to a crowded receiver room, it's not going to be fun, you know, the first year. But I think that, you know, given his frame, given his athletic ability, he's going to be someone that's used, you know, with priority for for years to come here. Yeah, you know, it just he just needs to play up to that size that we haven't seen. You know, sometimes he's not the best at contested catches, but he certainly has the frame to grow into that role. It's not like he can't he can't do it. Mm-hmm. He'll get some NFL coaching. Certainly could grow. So with the ninth pick here, I am going to hit the running back pool again. I'm going to go with Zach Charbonnet. I, okay. you know, I think he, you know, this is a pretty safe pick here. You know, I've, I've been debating putting him even at my RB2. You know, he has that size. He stands six feet tall. You know, he's well under the 200 pounds. You know, he had 37 uh, receptions for 321 yards last year. Uh, you know, ton, I believe 1,680 all-purpose yards. Yeah, he's just fantastic. You know, he's a, he's a good pass blocker. You know, he does everything mm-hmm. pretty well. You know, I think he could just be, he's come in and be a starter right away, given his experience level. Like you said, he has, you know, the skill set and the frame to be a three-down running back at the NFL level. The only thing he may lack is that top-line speed, but he, he tested – pretty well at the NFL combine proving he's at least an average athlete to maybe even above average athlete. So I really like Zach Charbonnet here and I'm going to take him, you know, before I would go any deeper wide receiver, you know, just so it's very saturated, a wide receiver, there might be prospect, you know, safer wide receiver prospects here, but mm-hmm. you know, and that's how it is generally in dynasty. However, I'm going to go with try to get a difference maker running back here. Any, any thoughts on that pick? No argument whatsoever. I mean, I think that you're, you know, tomatoes, tomatoes here between some of these guys, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Zach Charbonnet, whatever you need. You know, if you need a running back, go get Charbonnet. If you need a receiver, go get one of these guys. I don't really think that there's a big difference between the value that you're going to get back. Of course, receiver, we expect them to last a little bit longer. But when you're looking at Zay Flowers and Addison, you're looking at guys that are a little bit smaller. And I feel like because they lack some of that physical traits that we were just talking about with Quentin Johnston, they feel closer you know, to kind of being in that same pool with running back. So I, I don't mind that pick whatsoever. Powerful runner, can break tackles, can block. I think that his skill set's going to translate very well to the NFL. Uh, had landing spots like the Bengals or the Eagles, great offenses that are going to be in the red zone quite a bit. I think he would be a, a solid fantasy asset on either of those rosters. Um, I don't like the Chiefs. I've seen some of some folks scheming him up to Kansas City. I just feel like him and Pacheco can do a lot of the same things, and Pacheco has still a little bit more pass catching upside. But that would also be a pretty interesting tandem. Never count out, you know, the Chiefs to reload at uh, at running back at the at the end of the first, right? Um, go ahead. I I would hope I hope the Chiefs wouldn't go with him at the end of the first round. Maybe a second round pick, if anything. But there okay. is some interesting. Like you know, I see him more as a second round pick, but. I certainly see him within that second round, or, you know, with or the first 10 picks of the third round for sure. So, you know, I think he will secure uh, draft capital, but, you know, there's a lot of running backs this year. So, you know, it, they mm-hmm. might, teams might be comfortable waiting on running back, knowing that there's so many prospects available, probably maybe in the third or fourth round too. So we will see what happens uh, with that. Where are you, who are you selecting with the 10th pick in this super flex mock draft? I'm going to go with Jordan Addison just based off of, you know, I think overall upside. I think I still like Zay Flowers a lot. So, again, if if someone has the opinion that he's going to be a better prospect per landing spot, hey, take that shot. I have them right next to each other here in in my mock. So either way, I'm I'm good with it. But I think that Addison will get a good landing spot. Some places I like are uh, potentially the Chargers or the Vikings in it being used in maybe more of like a lower a dot type of responsibility and priority. He's a fantastic route runner. He's got great speed. I think there are just some 
physical limitations. He's got a smaller catch radius. He's not going to go up and make big plays down the sidelines or anything like that. Uh, I think that he could be used as a very good slot weapon. Again, landing spot's going to matter here for both of these guys. I like Zay Flowers a lot, but I'm going with Addison at pick 10. I cannot disagree with that. Addison was one of the best wide receivers, but just the best wide receivers on the field in college, you know, in, in this draft. Very productive. He had over 20% target share each of his first two seasons, had mm -hmm. over 1,600 yards as a sophomore, struggled with injuries a little bit last year. You know, the criticism is he had a first percentile size adjusted athletic score. You know, we talked about not being concerned about Quentin Johnston's uh, 40 time. You know, I believe he tested 4 3, 4 5 3, or 4 5 5. But uh, Jordan Addison tested, let, you know, a 4 4 9, you know, which mm -hmm. is less than 20th of a second. Uh, faster than Quentin Johnson, yet he is just five foot uh, nine and uh, 170 something pounds. So, you know, he is a very light prospect, uh, you know, just not a strong frame. You know, everyone compares him to Devontae Smith, but not everybody can be Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is so good. So there is a little bit of concern here, but that probably would have been my pick as, you know, actually, I think, you know, just leading into it here, I'll go ahead and tell you where I'm going at 11. I just, you know, the running backs will be the theme for me, I think, this year, especially outside of the first few picks, just because the wide receiver market's so saturated at this point, it's hard to rank the wide receivers higher than like wide receiver 45, honestly, in dynasty rankings, because there's so many good wide receivers. So I'm going to be mm -hmm. reaching for some running backs here, even though some wide receiver prospects might be a little bit safer. I'm going to go somewhere kind of a little bit out of left field. I think, you know, if with they, with solid draft capital, I think uh, Israel Abanaconda couldn't be okay. that crazy of a pick here. At number 11, he had 1,577 scrimmage yards last year. Ideal size of combination and speed at the pro day. It was originally suggested he ran it between 4.27 and 4.32. We knew that was likely inflated just a bit. We, I think there's recent reports that's a little bit closer to 4.40 or so. But that's, you know, that's pretty much what we expected with the player given his size. If he was that size at 4.3, I think, you know, he, he'd be, you know, right up there with, you know, right behind Bijan Robinson. You know what I mean? He, he would right. be a strong second round pick. So. Uh, I really like him here. You know, I'm there There could be, you know, maybe a solid, a safer prospect to take here, like I said, but it, it's just it, the high range of outcomes for a Banaconda is, you know, he could, you could see him. He has that athleticism, has that size to be a top 12 running back, top 15 running back in fantasy. So I'm going to go that there and hope that maybe he develops a little bit as a receiver as well. He is one of the youngest running backs in this class and has all the tools to do so. What do you like for a landing spot for him? Because I've been hearing his name being sung a little bit more often recently you know it's more about the draft capital i think more than lance but of course i would love the falcons would be an interesting okay. one even though they have tyler algier the commanders would be interesting one maybe if they you know depending on what they they decide to do with mm -hmm. some of their players so you know those are just some of the ones that i've looked at of course maybe the Bengals even as well you know we're looking for a player to maybe um take over for Joe Mixon. He's having to, you know, it was just a mm -hmm. release that he is being recharged apparently with some of those things. So maybe the Cincinnati Bengals decide to move on from him. Where, as well. where, where do you think he falls draft wise? Do you think he could fall to the Browns in round three? That would be really interesting. I think obviously that wouldn't be great for his 2023 fantasy value, but maybe 2024. No? I think that's possible. I you know. I think it's a possibility. They're, you know, I just, they're pretty depleted right now. It's Nick Chubb and then like Jerome Ford. Like they don't yeah. have much. I mean, you know, it, obviously, you know, it, it, it's all relative. So, you know, I mean, if he, right. could he be a top 30, top 24 running back in a high range mm -hmm. with Nick Chubb sharing a backfield with Nick Chubb? It's possible. Sure. 
Right. Um, but but you know he he could he has the potential to even be more than that. You know if he had a little bit more of an open run, like the Atlanta Falcons mm. would be a good one for me. I don't think Tyler Algier has a particularly impressive profile, so I think he could come in and be you know show a little bit more than Tyler Algier did last year as well. Yeah, I I had him backed up to about pick sixteen, so not quite as as high. Uh, there's just a few other guys that I just like more ahead of him. You know, simply simply as uh, put as it is, um, hasn't really wowed me just yet. I don't know, but I've been hearing a lot of people say a lot of positive things about Abaconda, so you know, may need to start paying a little bit more attention. Check him out. I, I, you know, like I said, one of my recent risers. But who were one of those players you would have taken over him at twelve? Uh, at twelve, uh, let's let's get a, let's get the tight end in there. Let's get old Michael Mayer in there. I actually have a name ahead of him, but uh, he originally went uh, as pick twelve, so I'll just keep him there and we'll knock Zay Zay Flowers down a, a tidbit here. Uh, Michael Mayer toted as uh, you know one of the best tight ends in the class. Dalton could Kincaid could give him a run for his money, uh, but he's more of an older prospect and a little bit more undersized. I think that Michael Mayer is going to develop into the better long term tight end asset Kincaid more of yeah I kind of feels closer to Dalton Schultz to be honest I just mentioned him a little bit earlier being a little bit more undersized having a little bit more speed but kind of feels more like more of a you know wide receiver tight end hybrid type of player like M Michael Mayer a lot people are talking about him going to potentially uh the Bengals uh who is the other the offense that I really liked him going to Bengals I think is just like the home run pick after they moved on from Hayden Hurst I don't think a lot of people have the um, high amount of trust for Irv Smith to stay healthy. And of course, that offense is going to move the ball a ton, uh, but just a big body target, not a ton of speed there, but he's got sure hands and he can block very well. There's a lot of his skills that are going to keep him on the field more often than not. So I, I like him to bring home a, a fruitful return, even in, in his rookie season as a tight end, which, you know, that's that's a that's a gamble. That, that, that is not a stat or prediction that is historically backed by, uh, you know, consistency <laughs> yeah it's always risky for me taking a tight end this early so i would have had a, a few other guys that i would have taken here ahead of but i can't fault you too much for that michael mayer is you know an old school tight end should get plenty of playing time very safe you know you know he's a good blocker so you know he should certainly have a role just qu question his upside a little bit mm -hmm. so that's why i would have had a couple other guys i would have gone with here you want would you mind since you've been writing it down would you would you mind recapping yep. round one for us yeah, absolutely. So first overall, we went Bijan Robinson, uh, followed up at pick two, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young at number three, Anthony Richardson at number four, JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba at number five, and Will Levis to end the first half of the first round. Followed by Levis was Jameer Gibbs at pick seven, Quinton Johnston at pick eight, Zach Charbonnet at pick nine, Jordan Addison at pick 10, and Israel Abaconda at 11, closing down the first round with Notre Dame tight end, Michael Mayer. All right. I love it. Thank you, sir. So with that, start leading off the second round. I'm going to go with Zay Flowers, a wide receiver yep. we mentioned earlier out of Boston College. Love it. Despite, yeah, despite poor quarterback play, uh, Zay Flowers was had an extremely productive college career. He is a smaller prospect, similar to many in this class, but does have a little bit of a stronger frame than like maybe a Jordan Addison, let's say. Correct. He's a good athlete. Solid route runner. So, you know, I just, you know, yeah, he's a playmaker. You know, I, I compared him a little bit to like Wandale Robinson with his playmaking ability a little bit. So, you know, it's just, you know, the risk, you know, my only criticism, you know, of Zay Flat, you know, I think he's, he could be a really good wide receiver. I'm, I would love for mm -hmm. him to, you know, you talked about the Chargers being a bad landing spot, but I, I, I really, really like it for somebody like Zay Flowers. You know, maybe it's not the 2023 breakout fantasy spot, but for 2024, right. it could be wheels up with some 
departure at wide receiver. It sounded like you agreed, though. Uh, why do you like Zay Flowers? I mean, because he is more physical. Like he's someone that I can that I trust can more likely go across the middle with success early early in his career, right? Where I don't feel like that's going to be the case for Addison. When I look at Flowers, I actually see more of a deep threat. So where I would like him to go to the Vikings, I don't necessarily like him to go to uh, the Chargers because I don't think that he would be used as you know a lower A dot guy. Last year, he ranked 23rd in deep yards and 30th in deep receptions. So I feel like his game can be, you know, downfield, low A dot. I feel like he brings a very all-encompassing uh, skill set here. Um, but he is similar in size, like I said, to like a Jordan Addison, but is a little bit stronger. At least that's what it feels. I don't know about the sure-handedness as as much as as uh, as Addison and the like, total route running package. But I feel like as a prospect overall. He's right in here after Addison, after Quentin Johnson. Like I feel he's firmly ahead of the rest of the group because he kind of brings a little bit of what you're looking for from like a JSN and like a Jordan Addison. I feel like I, I feel like those would be like a kind of a good mold for him. You get some of the athletic ability from JSN. You get some of like the size and speediness and quickness of a Jordan Addison. Uh, so I think he does have a little bit of a complete package to him. You know, yeah, I agree, and I think he's he, he's. The clear pick for me here. He he was in a tier by himself for me with the remaining picks in this mm-hmm. draft. So I was like, I would I would be thrilled to get him with the thirteenth pick in a super flex. Yeah, I, I have him going in round one. So like we yeah. we kind of moved him back for the sake of the conversation. Just throwing Michael. Like, Michael oh Mayer yeah, yeah, me. right, right. You, I think yes, you know, I think yeah, you said that. So you normally maybe would have taken Zay Flowers. So I agree with yeah. that, but that was an interesting selection though. Um, who are you going with the second pick in the second round? Let me see who I have left on my board. I believe next up is. Uh, back and forth, back and forth. I haven't taken a running back in a while, so we'll, we'll go uh, Devin Achine. Uh, super fast, uh, great uh, ball carrier, has great vision. Landing spot's going to be a big deal. Yeah, he's got a lot of speed, but who's going to use it most often? Uh, not someone that also is very physical, doesn't fight for a lot of extra yards, not someone I'm going to trust for pass blocking. So I feel like he does have a limited upside, but in the right offense, you know, if you get on, you know, let's say like the Cowboys, they're going to be passing the ball a lot. I think that would be a great fit. Uh, the Lions are kind of another sneaky team, another sneaky situation that I think could be buyers at the running back position. I think he would fit very well as a one-two punch with him and David Montgomery if they were to move on from DeAndre Swift. Um yeah, I mean, really, the only criticism is, you know, he's just small and can, you know, can get bullied around a little bit. But I think that his offensive skill sets, you know, kind of outweigh the bad here. Yeah, agreed. You know, that that would have been my pick as well. He's one of my favorite okay. players to watch in the 2023 class, former track star. I think, like you said, he is a little bit smaller, dynamic playmaker. You know, I think he is surprisingly productive in between the tackles as well. He's a physical runner for his size. Obviously, that won't translate in the NFL. He's not going to be a goal line running back or anything right. like that, but he is capable of being physical, even despite that 188 pound frame. I like that pick here. I He's kind of like a James Cook in the sense that it's going to have to excel in a 10 to 15 touch per game role, but I do think it's there. You know, it's not that he just, he, he's this running back. He, he's, and he's a pass catching running back and he can't, he can't run in between the tackles, just like James Cook. He can do it. It's just the fact that, well, how often are we going to see it is the question. 
Ben, I have Zay firmly above Quinn Johnson in my rankings, and I go back and forth between him and Addison. And Jay. I, 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 I think that's the case. I think people are really coming on to Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. It will ultimately come down to how the NFL views him, where that draft capital ends up landing. So we will see. And thank you, Ben. Great stream, by the way. I appreciate that compliment. Thank you very much, sir. So with that, uh, with a third pick in the second round here, whew, that is really tough. I am going to go with Kendra Miller, though. Okay. He is one of the best pure rushers in this draft class, 1,399 rushing yards as a junior, just 20 years old. Yeah, I just think there's a ton of talent here. My biggest concern is that he didn't do uh, any testing due to a knee uh, knee injury and that he's been recovering from. So that could tank his draft stock. But I really like the physical profile as well. You know, he has that ability to be a three down, uh, have that three down workload, not a terrific pass blocker, though. And we'll need to work on his uh, pass catching ability. But Similar mm-hmm. to Abanaconda, has those physical tools, has that athletic ability, and I, he's one of the younger running backs in this class who could develop as a pass catcher. So, I think, uh, yeah, just another player with a lot of high upside. Although you know the floor, the floor is kind of lo- lower than some other players on this mm-hmm. list, and it, it will be dependent. We don't know how. It's one of those guys that we're at the stage where we don't know how the NFL feels about these players. So you know he yep. could jump into my top five running backs, or he could fall out of my top ten depending on landing spot, or you know kind of depending on draft capital, I should say. That's exactly where I was going with this. I have him as you know my notes on him. I have him at the back end of this second round because again I feel like the landing spot for him is super important. You know I feel like he could go somewhere where he's used as a project and not getting a lot of priority in year one. But I like the bones, you know, good structure. Uh, one of my notes on him, you know, he's not a long runner, can make defenders miss up front, but maybe not downfield. You know, he, he's going to be able to get, get you those four to five yards, but I wouldn't expect him to be a big gainer uh, until, like you had mentioned, he does develop as a pass catcher. His size could potentially keep him on the field as a, as a pass blocker, but, I, you know, I just don't know right now without knowing his landing spot how really good to feel about him so i have him backed up to about pick 20 you know i i like i i like the idea of him but someone i absolutely need a clearer picture on you know before i prioritize him in my in my draft in my opinion yeah you know i i definitely understand that and he's a big risk here you know banaconda and miller got kind of my guys at the running back position mm-hmm. so you might be able to even get them later than this but this is where i rank them in my rankings that i've been putting out so i understand that but i'm going with guys with a little bit more size handle a little bit more opportunity but i do understand the upside of players like devon a chain who have that you know have who are very exciting you know what i mean so i, I really i like that pick a lot too so with that, where are you going to go with the 16th pick, I believe we're at? 16th pick. I think I am probably running back a receiver here. I'm going to go with Josh Downs. I love the footwork. Great route runner. Fantastic separator. This is someone This is someone that I think is a bring back for the Carolina Panthers with C.J. Stroud. I think he goes to the Panthers. You're going to see people start comparing him to the next D.J. Moore has that size, has that kind of burst off of the line, great footwork, like I said, great separator in the second level. And again, this is a, a Panthers team that I feel will could, you know, prioritize him, any of these guys that we really mentioned here. I could see Zay Flowers falling there. We had already talked about it, about them needing to kind of have that priority for a receiver early on. You're not going to have a long-term asset in Thielen or Chark most likely. So I got Josh Downs going to the Panthers. Um, smaller catch radius. But again, I, I kind of feel like that fits into that DJ, a young DJ Moore type of sentiment. That's the type of vibe that I'm getting from him. Um, 
yeah, that's that's all I have. I haven't met uh, I haven't met pick fourteen. He's coming off at sixteen, so getting a little value here. I like I like Downs, one of the best, uh, probably the best, uh, at least definitely for his size, the best uh, contested catcher in this class. Uh, you know, not as strong, not as strong physically. You know, not the physical profile of DJ Moore, but he certainly plays to he plays bigger than his size. You know, and so I, I like Josh Downs a lot. I think he could be a very good playmaker, very productive career in North Carolina. I like that pick a lot. With the 17th pick, I'm going to go. I'm just going to keep hitting, tapping running back. I'm going to go Roshan Johnson here, Jack of all trades. You know, yeah, like I said, he yeah. he, he would be going. I think a little bit higher, even if he hadn't been playing behind Bijan Robinson. You know, he's a terrific. Uh, he does everything very well. Like I said, he's mm-hmm. good at breaking tackles. Has good vision. Has you know has enough uh, athletic ability to uh, with show some bursts at the line of scrimmage. One cut. He's a little bit. He's downfield. Uh, four five nine forty yard dash at the NFL Combine is nothing to write home about, but it's not terrible either. He is six foot. Has a very strong uh, two hundred twenty pound per frame. So I like that a lot. And he just does a lot of things that are going to get him on the field at the next level. He's a good pass blocker. You know, he does a lot of things right. He's good in the locker room. You know, like I said, he doesn't stand out in any particular area. He's not, you know, mm-hmm. he's not this flashy guy. He's not going to make a bunch of big, you know, he's not going to make a bunch of home run plays. But I like Roshan Johnson, has that size, unlike a lot of the players in this class to handle that workload too. So I like, you know, I like him a lot. And some, you know, I, I work with people, you know, like Cody Carpentier over at Player Profiler, have him as the RB3 in the class. So there, he certainly has his uh, people that love him as well. No, I'm a big Roshan Johnson fan. I just see his ADP taking him to the depths of the third round for for most uh, for most mocks that I'm doing. So love the talent. I just don't know if I love the ADP game here. I think it's going to be very subjective with your your league mates, right? If you're playing with what you feel are more sharp players, I think Roshan Johnson may be the pick here. But if you're feeling like you know maybe your you know your league mates might be a little bit newer to Dynasty, or you know maybe you think you're the smart guy in the room. You know, I feel like maybe let Roshan go down the board a little bit. Of course, it's going to depend on where you're sitting in the draft. You know, if you had, you know, say like, you know, a pick in the back end of the second and an early third first, I don't hate doing this at all. You know what I mean? I I wouldn't hate moving him up whatsoever because you're going to get someone that's probably just as even with his draft stock, you know, again in that next round. But I feel like I might be going out on a little bit of a limb here going with him this early. And again, that's just because in my in my mocks, I've just seen him going to the third round. But I will say he was someone that I wrote down here. Like if you would ask me like, oh, you know, who's on the bubble of like getting into the second round, he's the name at the very top of the list. He's the very first one listed. Yeah. And, you know, I just think, I think it'll be the draft cap. You know, like we keep saying, we, we could keep saying it and saying it, but it's, you know, obviously draft capital dependent. Mm-hmm. If he gets day two here, I think this is a bargain though. Where you know, maybe he doesn't get that. You know, he could slide into round four, but it'll be it'll be a big question. But I think it'll be borderline. I see him probably being selected round three, maybe potentially within the first few selections of round four. Where are you going with the 18th pick in this draft? Sorry, I got to come back around to my notes. I'm going to go back to another tight end in Dalton Kincaid. I actually had him higher. I think I had him at about 14, not that far off of. Uh, Michael Mayer and I think people may be more timid about drafting him because of his age uh, and I and I get that is he 25 or was that Herndon Hooker I think Herndon Hooker's 25 yeah I'm not sure of Kin- Kincaid's age he's an older think- prospect regardless but uh he, he had the third most highest uh deep catches this past year third most yeah, missed right. tackles which I was very impressed with that, that was an interesting stat for me like I'd already mentioned earlier he's got great speed he's got a good release good movement I just don't see him being a bully downfield. He has the speed to hit the stream. 
I don't know if he necessarily has the size and athletic ability to take the hits after hits after hits, but I love you know the the bones here. I think he's got great ability, and if he can get a little bit bigger, get that NFL size, and maybe I mean he could even get faster than what he is now. I, like I mentioned earlier, it's one of the easier skills to obtain. Work, work, work. Repetition, repetition. Get faster. Lift weights. That's like one of the easiest things to do. You know, as an NFL athlete, you're just going to see these guys you know, grow in mass and, you know, elevate their game to a faster and quicker speed to, you know, match up with the, you know, NFL talent. Um, landing spot, always going to be important. Like we mentioned here, I don't really have any of notable interest for Dalton Kincaid. Do you have any anyone in particular? Cowboys maybe at the end of the first round would be very, very interesting, I think. You know, Chargers from, as well. From Schultz to Kincaid? Yeah. <laughs> one like Dalton it. to the next? <laughs> I like that landing spot a lot, actually. Kincaid would have been my first tight end, actually, in fantasy football drafts. I think he has okay. just a little bit more upside than Michael Mayer, better route runner. Uh, you know, he he's going to play more of that slot tight end. You know, you know, yep. kind of that. What I forget the word for it. they have they have a word for this kind of tight end, the smaller tight end kind of someone frame, who you know? doesn't block. Yeah, exactly. It's, that's exactly what it is—a tight end that can't block. You know what I mean? So that's what his role is. You know, and we've seen. A lot of these 245, 40-pound tight ends fail at the next level. It's kind of the Evan Ingram mold for a tight end, and we've seen a lot of these guys fail. But like I said, I'm reaching for the upside at the tight end position, so I like that pick here. Would you mind recapping the first half of the second round for us? Yeah, absolutely. So to, to kick off the second round, we had Zay Flowers. And at pick 14, Devin Akine. Pick 15, Keandre Miller. Pick 16, Josh Downs. Uh, pick 17 was Roshan Johnson. And then Dalton Kincaid at pick 18. We've got six picks left. All right. I will kick off the back end of this second round. And I am going to go with a player that has been discussed as the wide receiver one on certain NFL uh, scouts board. That is Jalen Hyatt. He is a premier athlete was able to take advantage of his uh, teammate missing uh, time last year, Cedric Tillman. Um, and, yeah, he had a terrific season, 1,267 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns, 21.6% target share, 4-4-0, 40-yard dash at the, at the NFL Combine. Some were even disappointed by that. Some thought, you know, he was going to run those four twos and really, really, uh, you know, make his mark. Uh, yeah, kind of that Tyquan Thornton-esque. So 97th percentile burst score, too. So, there's a lot to like here. Um, he's kind of a one-trick pony, though, kind of just more of a downfield threat, which may be better for the NF, may, may be better for the NFL field than it is for the fantasy football. So, you know, that would be my concern about him is, you know, even if he receives round one draft capital, he could be a little bit boomer bust just because that's his profile. He's more of a speed guy. You know, where would, where would have Jalen Hyatt fallen if you were drafting it, if you were ranking it? He came off at pick 16, and we're in pick 19. So okay. another another value pick here. Absolutely love the skill set. Elite speed, sure-handed. More of a straight-line runner. I don't like his route running at the second level, but again, that's something I feel is fixable. And, you know, he has the ability to, to develop at the second level here. Um, Packers, Chiefs, I like his landing spots. I think the Chiefs would be an excellent fit. Again, they're kind of looking for that next-level guy after Tyree Kill. I think that he kind of fits that mold. Like I said, he's he is more of a straight line runner, but in an Andy Reid type of offense, <laughs> they can use that that uh, that skill base very well. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of teams. Yeah, can. I just I just think yeah, it's a safe pick here. You know, and I'm I'm you know I've been going running back heavy, so that's that that would have been a tear break for a wide receivers for me a little bit. But yep. so that um, where are you going with the 18th? I've, 18th pick in this draft. Yes, I was trying to find my place here. 18th no, we're up, we're up. I got up to pick 20, bud. 
Or what? What? I, are we going to share have... that? Yeah, Jalen Hyatt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking I had I was I was doing my math. See that that's why I wasn't an engineer. I, Don't tell the guy with the notepad what round it is or what pick <laughs> it is, bud. All right. Hey, I I I declared I wanted to be an astronomy major at CU, and the guy told I did my math uh, entry level math test, and the guy told me that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, so, that a dickhead. <laughs> Emerson, you can be whatever you want to be, man. It's twenty twenty three. Hey, you know what? You can that, identify they, as whatever you want. You'd be an astrophysicist if that's what you want to be. Even with, yes, you're right. I can identify as one, but that, they, they typically like you to be better at math than I am. So, yes, if you, you are if right. If you can't was, be an astrophysicist, like in like the astrophysicist community, you can just be one on YouTube. You know, like, I, love I play a doctor, but on YouTube. The glasses that, you know, I've recently got the glasses, so they make me look a little bit smarter. So that is great. You're right. We are at pick 20. I was I was thinking on like a 20 pick scale here. So I was like, we're four yeah. picks from the end. So that means that. So, yes, you're right. And I'm, hey, 20. man, I'm right there with you. These 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 glasses are fake. These aren't even real. <laughs> they, they they block the UVs, though. I know. I know. They no, 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 no. There's, there's nothing in here, pal. There's just nothing in there. What you need There's some UV here, you need some UV protectors on those things. No, 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 man. This is straight Leon from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh my god! Everybody just knows you're smarter when you when you rock these. Uh, they take you no. a little bit more seriously. They're a little bit I, more politer. I just realized when I put put on glasses, so somebody was just like, "Can you not read that?" And I was just like looking at the bar, like like three feet away. They were just like, "No, I can't." They were like, "I think you need glasses, man." And so I, like I realized I put on glasses. I was like, "Wow, I haven't been able to see for years." So. <laughs> So, all right, before we dive Things make sense now. <laughs> Things ben make Has sense now. Ben Haskell in the chat. Emerson is an astronaut to me because you're out of this world, Emerson. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that, Ben. I like that. We we love you too. Thank you very much. I love I love uh I love your content as well. I always see you on Twitter. So thanks for stopping in tonight. We'll jump into the 20th pick though here. I'm going to go with Tank Bigsby. Uh, you know, big guy. You get two picks? Like... You get back to back picks? Wait a minute. See that see now now you got Jam Hyatt. Back. God damn it. All right. Pick oh, 20 you. All right. Here we go. You're I'm right. taking, I'm taking Herndon Hooker. I'm going to take another quarterback <laughs> in this super flex draft. All right. I know he's a little bit older. I know he's a little bit older, but man, buddy has got a deep ball. At least, at least when he stays in the pocket, because when he runs out of the pocket, and by the way, pretty solid runner, he doesn't throw the ball though. <laughs> when he runs out of the pocket. He is running folks. You know that he is going to, he's about to run for his life. Uh, great size. Don't love that. He's coming off a torn ACL. Uh, but if he's drafted with, with priority, we have to make that same type of adjustment in our drafts. Like if he goes somewhere and it's a wide open battle for a starting position, i.e. Trample Bay Buccaneers, Maker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, like, come on, that's a wide open lane, you know, to potentially start week one. We obviously need to move him up the boards. Now, if he goes somewhere like, I don't know, Arizona or the Commanders, then like, I'm not going to like him as much. Like, well, I guess even the commanders, that's kind of wide open, right? That, that's that's probably another good example of wide open. Uh, if he was competing with like Mac Jones or Ryan Tannehill, I don't, I don't feel like that's as safe, but still a situation to buy into it at a later ADP than this, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, I like that pick a lot here. I was kind of forgetting about him a little bit. That's a good pick. Uh, he's just an older prospect, which is concerning. We haven't seen a lot of these guys with this kind of quarterback profile succeed a lot in the past. So, you know, I just have my dad, you know, just has doesn't have supreme upside, more of a pick in super flex leagues, not someone I'm considering really one quarterback format. Doesn't have top five upside or top 12 upside, I mean, but does have, mm -hmm. you know, could, could he be on the absolute high end of out, you know, 
a high end of outcomes would be Derek Carr. You know what I mean? That's with that's within the range. That's that could be possible. So I like his upside there. He's just you know he's very accurate downfield. He's made some big plays at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Coming off the ACL as an older prospect, though, you know I feel like if he didn't tear the ACL, he would be considered a top twenty pick. So I don't mind that at all. Banking on. Him, you know, we might not see, you know, it, it'll be tough. The only thing tough is he's already an older prospect and we might not see him this season considering he's recovering from an ACL. So right. that'll be tough. So it'll be really dependent on what teams are, I guess, are expecting from him in 2023 and week one. But all right. So now it is me. It is me now. So you can't get me distracted. Otherwise, I'll, there just, you take go. All, I'll just take all the picks in the draft. So at pick 21, <laughs> I will now go with Tank Bigsby. There you go. Uh, guy that, you know, kind of was always thought to be one of the first running backs selected in this draft and the 2023 <laughs> draft and just never took that next step forward after a big rookie season. So now he finds himself in the back end of the second, uh, but yes, had big, powerful r- runner, hard to bring down. Uh, not a, he does have, re- did have receiving production at Auburn, but not a particularly great route runner more, but more was just catching screens at Auburn and is a bad pass mm-hmm. blocker. So maybe he doesn't have three down upside, but you know, could certainly command a one and two down roll, half flex upside in the in fantasy football league. So Tank Bigsby, I'm just going to keep lining up the running backs here who could end up, you know, with day two, you know, who could be sneaky if they get into day two draft capital, although I do expect him to probably get drafted in round four or five. But like I said, I'm just going to keep going running backs here. Yeah, I don't hate it. I have him at the back end of round two. I had him at pick 20, and he just came off at pick 21. So, per, you know, pretty even with what we're looking at here. Love the prospect. Very shifty, tough between the tackles. Browns early round three was another one that I was looking at here. You know, when I mentioned the Browns early in the third, I don't. I think that's going to be their first pick. And, again, the room just looks pretty barren at running back. They feel very thirsty for the position. They just went out got Elijah Moore, you know, in this offseason, feel like they're pretty set at receiver. If they target a receiver, I feel like it would be more of the later rounds. I think they even may have given up an, uh, a draft pick for Elijah Moore. They give up a fourth round for him? Third, third, I think. Or maybe they swapped? Yeah. I think they, 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 ha- they have a third round pick from the Jets. No, wait a minute. No, yeah, they sent a second round pick, I think. Okay, and they got, so there you and, go. Like yeah. that's what that's how they're evaluating DJ or DJ Elijah Moore in their offense, right? Like he's going to have priority. They just gave up that type of pick for him. You already have DPJ, Amari Cooper there. I think Tank could fit in well there. I'm not saying he gives me you know Nick Chubb vibes, but he's certainly closer to Nick Chubb than he is you know say Kareem Hunt. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. So Tank, yeah, Tank Bigsby. I don't know if I love. I like. I just. I don't know if he's a compliment to Nick Chubbs. I don't know if I love that landing spot, but somebody mm-hmm. who could, who could take over in 2024 for Nick Chubb. So I had uh who was, who was the other landing spot? I had the saints or the Cowboys, but the Cowboys feel like a very bland kind of chalky RB landing spot right now. Yeah. Same with the Bengals. I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so with pick 22, hopefully I have that right. Hopefully I'm finally back on track here. Pick 22. Yep. Where, where are you going? I'm going with Marvin Mims, a premier prospect, uh, 19 and a half average yards per catch career in college. That's that's crazy. Guy can line up anywhere on the field. He's got great speed. He he's been schemed open, you know, throughout his throughout his college career. But it, hey, this is what NFL coordinators and uh, coaches are. That's their jobs, right? That's that's their uh, that's their goal is to draw you up open. So. Landing spot going to be a big deal here. I had him coming off at 23, so 22 feels very good. 
not really breaking any ADP rules or pulling him up or like pulling him down the board by any means. Uh, has a good overall frame. I think he's a little bit closer to maybe like a Zay Flowers, you know, as far as like physicality goes. Um, whereas we've seen some of these guys, they feel like they have kind of like lighter builds. So I feel like he kind of fits into that more of like hybrid physical speed category. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a, that, that that's a very good pick here. Actually, that that was who's been he's been sliding in drafts, and that you know that's mm. someone who I've been more eyeing with a mid second round pick more and more. So that's very good value. Um, I, d- I didn't have it right in front of me. I, I usually have all my prospect right in front of me, I, but I wrote it on a different article, actually. So he had like a 98th percentile breakout age, though. He just was fantastic very early on in his Oklahoma career. Does everything well, plays inside, plays outside. You know, like I said, there's just not many holes in his game. And he's looking like he might could likely to be a second round pick in the NFL draft. So with that kind of strong draft capital, this is a very good selection. I'm going to finish up how I started. I'm going to go with another, yet another running back. I'm going to go with Zach Evans. I'm going to, you know, this yeah. running back, this this is the class to take advantage of the deep running back landscape. Just keep taking your lottery ticket running backs in the second and third round here. Uh, Zach Evans, uh, I think a little bit too much made, got made from him transferring from TCU and Kendrick Miller. It did appear that he took on that lead role before in 2021 before suffering an injury, he subsequently transferred to Ole Miss where he played is now uh, – playing behind uh, Kayshawn Jenkins last year, which is – he's fantastic. Or Kinshawn. Kinshawn. Kayshawn. One of those two. Kayshawn. Uh, whatever, whatever it is, he's – that guy, we'll be talking about him next year, but I, I, I'm i not a Debbie guy, so I don't learn about these guys too far in advance. But Zach Evans still had 1,000 all-purpose yards and 12 touchdowns. He's shifty. So, you know, did, didn't test great at the NFL combine, but shows more speed than that on the game film. Uh, like I like it, like I said, just another guy who has, you know, has all the tools to be, you know, a, a two, three down, a, you know, at least a two down back at the NFL and needs to work on his run blocking or not pass blocking. I'm sorry, pass blocking to get kind of a more of a third down isn't particularly a dead pass catcher or anything like that either. Mm-hmm. But just someone, another player who has RB2 potential, you know, just needs that landing spot draft capital. Yeah. So I have him, Sean Tucker and Chase Brown, like neck, neck, neck. Right yeah, here at this last pick. Right. Yeah. So really any of those, any of those guys for these, honestly, these last two picks, because Zach Evans at 23, and then I'm following up with yeah, either Chase Brown or Sean Tucker here. So really no argument. Um, Evans has a great burst, he's got great balance. He, he is shifty, but he also has, you know, you know, some some issues fumbling the ball. I think he needs to clean that up a little bit. That'll be a big opportunity for him, you know, getting into a camp, keeping the ball in his hands. I think if coaches see that early and often, I feel like that'll be a good thing for him to, you know, just get himself on the field, kind of build up the confidence of the coaching staff. Those are my only concerns. But again, like I feel like it's, you know, it's it's a very close cut here. Like I said, between him and Sean Tucker or Chase Brown and landing spots will just be super, super indicative for how this, you know, second round would close for us. Well, I'm going to make you pick now. So who's it going to be, Chase Brown or Sean Tucker with this last pick? Uh, I guess Sean Tucker, I like the size, I like the speed, and I, w- I just got done talking about, you know, having good hands, and Chase Brown has had some fumbling issues, so I think that'll be my tiebreaker. Um, again, that's something that I feel these guys, like, you know, they get to the, le- the next level, they kind of, you know, you know, upgrade themselves mentally, we'll say, right? Like, they're, you know, kind of ascending themselves to this next level of competition, 
again, that'll for Brown, that'll be a huge opportunity, but that'll be the tiebreaker for me. I'll take Sean Tucker, like the shiftiness, like the size, like the strength, like the speed. And again, I think you can get those things from Chase Brown. I just feel like what I've seen, you know, him keeping the ball in his hands a little bit more often gives me more trust. Gives me a little, just a hair more. Yep. Sean Tucker, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the NFL thinks. He hasn't been able to test due to an undisclosed injury. So we'll find out what that is. You know, we'll find out at the end of how worried the NFL is about that. So, (laughs) yes, that's another guy. That's a guy who could move into the top five, my top five running backs, if he was to surprise us with day two draft capital. I I love what I saw. Just very concerned about no athletic testing. So we will see. Uh, you know, my, my dog, my bulldogs are just looking at me like right now, like, dude, like, are you, are you going to finish? Are you going to feed me? Are you going to, are you, (laughs) so I guess, I guess that is our, I guess that with that, I guess we will head out here. Uh, Justin, what's going on at SGPN this week? What should the listeners be looking out for? Oh, I'm doing, I'm just working this week. I'm doing a ton of stuff. Uh, tomorrow I'll be on a front yard fantasy, uh, during their daytime show tomorrow night, Andrew, Rob and I will be doing a. Uh, best ball villains podcast last week we did heroes this week we're doing villains last week it was players you absolutely have to dr- uh, tr- uh, trust and draft this week it's guys you don't want to trust they're absolute villains and you don't want to draft you know our do not draft list thursday we have a live draft with uh, pete Overzet that was rescheduled because we went to go draft and the big board had closed the day before that was kind of a bummer uh, but Pete's been a fantastic sport, rescheduled rescheduled with us coming back on this Thursday. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, last week of fantasy hockey content, this Wednesday, my, me and my brother are going to do a, a best puck draft for the NHL playoffs, closing down my championship week. Got a nice healthy lead. So, yeah, man, a lot, a lot of stuff going on over here. A lot of, uh, you know, fingers in all pies, a lot of work to do. Still early. Fantastic. We'll be back next Sunday with uh, me and – Probably, probably, probably Justin at this point. You know, I, I keep, I keep a little like I, I feel bad. He's, he's always, he's always doing other things. I'm just like, hey man, like I couldn't find a guest again. You want to come on for the show? I haven't even tried, honestly, lately. I, well, I like, do, last, brother. It's, the last, why I'm here. Like the last like three weeks, I haven't even tried to look for another guest. I was like, oh, Justin, he's gonna be there for me. We'll, we'll do yeah, this thing. So back pocket. I love it. Happy to have you on again, my man. So we will, with that, we will see the SGPN family later on this weekend. This is the only network that I know that has probably a fancy football podcast coming out every single day. So keep an Mostly eye out for that at this at this rate. Yeah, two to a day, and honestly, at this rate. Uh, so yes, keep an eye out for that as we have you covered for all rookie draft content ahead of the NFL draft this month. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great night.